my yum happy birthday to us we have made it to double digits will we're 10 10 episodes in we are 10 in that feels like a big deal i remember when i turned 10 i was like holy shit yeah. i am no longer single numeral Singer, yeah singer <laughs> oh god yeah i remember being like well 10 is cool because you get an extra digit and then 11 yeah. it repeats and then 12 you're like one two and then 13 it's like the you jump into the teens yeah, and then after that you're just you're, fucked. you're just fucked there's yeah. nothing exciting until you're after 100 that. yeah so, <laughs> so the next god. couple episodes will be good and then skip up to 100 yeah and then just fast forward um well you were sick I know, I don't feel great. You're such a trooper for being here. I actually feel decent now. I felt terrible yesterday, but yeah. like now I'm just I just sound bad. No. Um, but yeah, You've got that's the okay. Husky, yeah. Like, sexy yeah, voice. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Mm, cold. <laughs> yeah, so this episode we're so excited. Oh my god, it was such a treat to talk to this beautiful human being named Whitney Ullum. She is a women's sexual coach, uh, and she talks all about her work, but it is incredibly exciting. Like sexual healing. It is sexual healing. Yeah. Um, she works with creative people, but people, women of all, you know, kinds. And God, I felt inspired and I felt like I needed, I need to like leave this thing and go make myself have an orgasm that's going to rock my fucking world and the world in general like how powerful i mean yeah that's kind of what it got down to right yeah (laughs) no it was great i thought it was really cool yeah just the power of pleasure and sexuality and really grounding yourself in that and um i feel invigorated so i i think everybody else is gonna feel invigorated i think so too i thought yeah i mean it was like about halfway through and just so you guys know i don't really talk at all on this interview because because i sound like this um but i was listening to it and um i was here and i found it really interesting because i was like i feel like this stuff seems so obviously true that like your sexuality and and your orgasms and stuff are connected to your emotions. But we, for, I would imagine a very, very long time as a society, never talked about it. No. And like, I'm sure like probably Romans and stuff or whatever did were like more, more free loving cultures may have potentially, but I don't even, but definitely not puritanical America as well. Probably not. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's been closed off for women for a while, for a, a long time, maybe in tribal societies, um, I'm not sure in monarchies potentially, um, but but it's definitely not a part of our culture. It is not a part of our culture. It is not, and it is something I talk about this on the podcast. But it is something I have become so fervently called to, and part of this podcast is to fucking blow the door open but behind the quote-unquote closed doors that we keep of like our outward versus inward and private and public lives um i just think it's no no more no more it's not necessary anymore because it's not useful and the more that we talk about it the more that we own our bodies and our sensations and our desires um i i just think the better off all of us are going to be that's the if you can hear the sirens coming, it's because yeah, they figured out you're going to blow the me. world up. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> you guys, please enjoy um, this just delight. It's great. I'm feeling yummy head to toe. You see me. Ain't got no patience, so let's go. You see me. Woohoo! I am so excited today. We are here with Whitney Ullum, who is a women's sexuality coach. Um, 
Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Yes. I'm so excited to yes. talk to you. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so I would love to know if you could just explain like exactly what that is and what like what does that mean? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think one of the most challenging things is to really kind of describe what the work is. So yeah. we'll see how this goes. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'm a women's sexuality coach and I like to particularly work with creative women. Mm-hmm. So what I do is essentially help women unwind toxic conditioning around their bodies, sexual shame, sexual trauma, um, just kind of shitty belief systems that get worked into female bodies. Yeah. Um, so uncovering that, helping them digest like limiting sexual experiences or negative sexual experiences because mm-hmm. we really all have them. Yeah. And um, being able to digest, work through that on really a body level. And then allow women to open up into exploration of their pleasure and using pleasure as a healing tool, as a way to connect a woman to her aliveness, to her like authentic expression, to her soul, to like the deepest parts of her, which in turn, ultimately my purpose in this work is to get women connected to their purpose, Mm. to their mission, to their authentic voice so they can express in the world, so they can have meaningful relationships so they can be a part of, you know, this kind of collective movement towards women's empowerment. Amazing. <laughs> not a, not a, 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 a light topic. Like, a, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. um, did, you, did you find healing through this type of work and then decide to go into it? Yes. What yes. was that? Yeah. What was that impetus or journey that got you to the point where you wanted to share this sort of message and coaching? Yeah. Well, you know, as I look back on it, I I feel like there's a thread that's kind of played through my whole life as a young child. Like I was always interested in relationship dynamics and how love worked. Yeah. Which was really cool. When I think back on that, I was like, yeah, I was already primed for this work. Um, But Just a little bit about my background, like I grew up in the Midwest, I grew up um, Catholic, religious, I grew up really afraid of sex, afraid of my Mm. sexuality. Um, In what way? uh, That it was sinful, that it was bad. Are you religious? um, I don't relate to the Catholic religion anymore, no. Okay, Um, but you grew up Catholic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I find that fascinating. So I'm Jewish. Mm-hmm. Um and I didn't grow I don't think I had a religious connotation around it, but sex in in my family, uh, how it was presented was like this very um special thing that should be put on a pedestal and it should only be experienced when you're ready, mm-hmm. whatever that means, and only with the person that you're supposed to be with, whatever that means, yeah. in like these perfect circumstances that were supposed to be, you know, like birds chirping and mm-hmm. like the Disney fairy tale that's just yeah. like uh, so unattainable. And I felt mm-hmm. like I felt very oppressed around it too, unknowingly, because in my life, the way that it um, manifested was this very staunch sort of um, position of I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to make out with you. I'm not going to I'm going to stand in my ground and in my power. But it was really 
I was scared and mm-hmm. I just didn't know how to process all of the information and it felt wrong. It felt very, very wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so interesting because yeah, there is like the shame and I think especially for young women, it's like maintain your purity. Yes. Maintain the sense of goodness Absolutely. and keep your body um virginous. Virginous. Mm-hmm. And pure. And then on the other side, there's this extreme pressure. It's like you have to find the right person and that's the only person and yeah, it's like these pressure all yeah. around, right? So much. It's like <laughs> yeah. a pressure cooker. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and just relating back to this podcast and why I'm excited to have you here because I feel like that has uh, just sexuality in general and the people that I've talked to and sort of the journey that I've been on has been an awakening for myself. And mm-hmm. I've found it influencing every single part of my life. Um, but uh, now I've lost my train of thought. Well, so yes, it does influence every part of your <laughs> there life, you go. which is so cool. Um, but just speaking a little bit more about my journey. So, yeah, I just I there was a lot of fear around it, a lot of confusion. I didn't get really any education around it. I think that's pretty normal. <laughs> um, and my first experiences of sex were neutral at best if not negative Mm. um even though I waited quite a long time I think I was 20 21 before I I had my first um penetrative sexual experience yeah Um, I don't really like to use the word virginity um but yeah it just like I was always in monogamous relationships um long term but sex felt just like this way to keep and connect to my male partners it didn't feel like it was even about me and I didn't connect pleasure to sex necessarily I knew that it was something that maybe I was supposed to be having and I was supposed to be having these like soul-shattering orgasmic experiences and like we were supposed to, you know, orgasm at the same time and everything was supposed to be in unison. It was supposed to be so easy if you loved someone or right. if you trusted someone. Yeah, you met and, all the criteria of... Uh-huh. Yeah, check, check, check. Yep. And that wasn't my experience at all. Um, I felt very shut down, very closed, very, like, inexperienced to the point where all of my referencing came from my partner. Mm-hmm. And... Let's be honest. Men, I mean, men don't know a lot about how a woman's yeah. sexuality works. They need to be taught yeah. just as much as we do. Mm-hmm. And really, like, even if I were to go and, you know, watch movies and read books or, you know, go to my doctor even, like, there's such a male lens placed over what sexuality looks like. Yeah that I just had no concept. And so I thought my sexuality, my pleasure, my orgasm was supposed to look like his. It was supposed to be quick, fast, easy, um, explosive, and then we're done. Right. And, you know, through this work and through my own self-discovery, like learning that that's not, that's not how it works. Yeah. And there's so much more potential. So essentially I like got into this work because of the challenge in some some of my relationships, one in particular. Mm -hmm. Um, I was in a five and a half year relationship. We weren't really having sex. It was always a point of pain and conflict in our relationship. Mm. And I was like, well, fuck. Like we 
fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have to do something. It was kind of like this last, last ditch effort. And so I found um, this teacher who became my teacher. Her name's Layla Martin. Okay. And she does these online cor- courses. And one of them is called Epic Lovers. So it's a couple's course to help you, you know, reignite intimacy and passion and all these like tantric sexual experiences to have together and we did one maybe two of them and it was like yeah we're done okay just was like this splitting so these were online courses that um instructed you like things to do together or questions or like foster okay yeah they were things to do together they were like date nights oh okay yeah yeah um so that relationship ended and I met my current partner Kevin and when we got together it was like explosive it was amazing and and kind of those same like thoughts came back we're like oh yeah I'm just with the right person now like it's all gonna work out like it's so easy like our bodies just mesh and on some level that's true but very quickly on in our relationship like a few months in that same kind of shutdown just Mm. happened in my system and so there was like a deeper knowing of like this isn't about the person this isn't about our chemistry this isn't about how much I love someone it's about me and what's going on in my body Mm -hmm. so that was a big kind of wake-up call to go deeper okay and you know I've always been like a seeker like kind of a spiritual person so I was really drawn to meditation. I was teaching meditation at the time. I was studying breath work. I'd done therapy and kind of other healing modalities. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that really drew me to Layla and her work, um, she says, if you're doing a lot of transformative healing work and you're not seeing the results that you want, you're not going deep enough. And like your sexuality is the deepest, most raw, potent part of you. Yeah. And it's been so in the shadow that there's so much potential for transformation there and that really 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 resonated Mm -hmm. with me it was like this piece of myself that I had locked off that could hold the keys to something magical yeah and I think it's interesting because I feel like something that keeps coming up over and over again and something that has now been a call has been calling my name is um especially in this culture and worldwide, but specifically talking in Western culture, like we have such a divide between our outward identities, how we present in the world, in public, and then what happens behind closed doors. And there's supposed to be this like schism almost of you're not supposed to show those things. You're not supposed to, you know, invite other people into those private times, whether they're sexual or not. Um, Just that those authentic moments of being we are supposed Mm -hmm. to present in a particular fashion. But I do think sexuality is such a big part of it and that's what I found is so interesting is talking to people or just even being vulnerable and open about like the things that I'm into or exploring because when you don't talk about them then they do become taboo they do become the shadows they do become shameful and scary and wrong and then you feel isolated because you're like oh I'm the only one having these feels and urges and my body is reacting in this way and that's uh, incorrect like yeah. somehow I'm faulty and mm-hmm. I you know I'm a failure or something like that yeah totally mm-hmm. and I think that that narrative of like it's private and it's secret and it's this and that and this 
it almost translates to self, at least it did for me, to where I, I was even afraid to like touch myself. I had no idea what to do. I had no like relationship to right. I was gonna my ask, body or my before, sensuality. Before you had uh, penetrative sex, did were you masturbating? No. Oh, that's interesting. See, this is what's interesting is like I'm a very like um, sensitive person like bodily wise. So I can orgasm pretty easily and mm-hmm. I was masturbating, but it was it had a shameful connotation to it. Like it was never like we couldn't talk about it. Like I felt like men could embrace it and that mm-hmm. it was this funny sort of like, you know, they could talk about it a lot. But if I talked about it or I admitted to doing it, I was bad for being for having those urges and for wanting to orgasm on my own or even having that desire. Like I felt so vulnerable to release that kind of information. I remember even with my high school friends or even in college, like it was like, no, no. Yeah. I don't do that. (laughs) You know, I let men do that to me (laughs) sometimes if I feel like it, you know, like even at that point it was like, you know, nothing was supposed to be going on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even share that I was having sex with, any of my college friends mm. I mean I think they knew sure. but yeah I didn't we didn't talk about it interesting <laughs> not till like years later interesting yeah. I think we we did talk about it I it's very bizarre so I um have a I strongly held on to this like Pollyanna virginist sort of um identity but in college my life sort of unraveled my family life exploded in a lot of ways and so I I had like a meltdown senior year so I was still like doing very well in like school and stuff but I was drinking so much and I would shack I would like stay with different men like several times a night several times a week and not do anything with them Mm -hmm. like I would be such a tease and I think I got that reputation I got the reputation for tease and in addition as a slut because people didn't know what was going on and I never slept with any of them I barely did anything I got myself into pretty like unsafe situations most of the time um and looking back now and having processed it you know it was just such a cry for help and for love but it is it is interesting because, you know, from the outside, I imagine most people were like, oh, she's sleeping with everybody. Mm-hmm. She's not talking about it. And I was like, you know, the people who are close to me knew what was going on. But it's such a dichotomy of even what it looks like on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like there are very there are just a few roles that women can fit in. Yes. Yeah. It's like pure and virginal, quote unquote, like the mother where, you know, that's a whole different yeah. area where, like, <laughs> sex is, like, a totally different playground. Yeah. And then, like, the whore, the one person who sleeps around, or, you know, there's just, like, there's not, it's all these labels that mm-hmm. we're trying, or people are trying to fit us in that yeah. just really don't work. Right. And they don't honor the capacity that we have in us for all of them and more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um... Okay, so you realize, like, with your current partner that, like, despite the chemistry being there, despite the physical connection, there's still a block. Mm -hmm. And so you started working with Layla. You said more. And so what was that next journey? Yeah, so um, in, when was it? Like, the beginning of 2017, I saw that she was doing a certification training. Oh, cool. Yeah, she's, look her up, please do. She's incredible. Um. But basically, she started this coaching training because she's like, this work has to spread and I cannot get to everyone. Like, mm-hmm. 
if this is my mission in life, like I have to teach it to other people so they can do it. So um, immediately when I saw that email, I was just like, that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. Cool. And I signed up and it was, I completed the end of last year, over 600 hours of training. It was my own sexual journey, learning how to coach others. We did retreats. Um, yeah, what, it was like What specifically really were you learning? I think when we spoke before, you said it. it's based in somatic therapy as well as Taoism and tantric. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so it, it's kind of this beautiful blend of all of those things, I, I think, because Layla studied, she studied in Thailand for... 12 plus years and taught there and was very steeped in neo-tantra and What's she neo-tantra there's like all these kind of subsects of okay. tantra um it's it's kind of this like newer branch of tantra um as far as i understand it and then um and just to define it because i don't have a solid definition of what tantra is yeah so what <laughs> what i feel like what I connect to in Tantra is it's like a philosophy or a religious kind of, I don't even like to call it religious, but a practice, a way of life that includes both kind of the, the spiritual, the divine, the connection to something greater than us and human bodily pleasure and desires. Uh-huh. And it's kind of one of the only religious systems um, that highlights and advocates equally for both. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And where does it, where's the root of it? India. India. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So the coaching is based on tantric practices, Taoist practices, which essentially means body-based practices that are rooted in breath and energy. Okay. Essentially. Um, we work with like emotional liberation, being able to speak to different parts of your body and essentially go deeper into the sub and unconscious systems in you. So you can talk all you want in therapy about your sexual life and what you desire and what you want to have different. Um, but until you really are able to find the root and mm-hmm. kind of the place where they live inside of you, we're kind of spinning in circles a little bit. Right. So it's all about being able to So if I'm like, there's a fear around fully letting go an orgasm, well, where does that fear live in my body? What does it feel like? What are the sensations? Mm -hmm. Because your body speaks in sensations, like that's its language. Right. Um, And most people aren't connected to their bodies, let alone their sensations really at all. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, So it's being able to dive into those pieces and understand their fear, understand what the block is and why and then be able to reach into other pieces of you that are already empowered that no I mean no one would be in my coaching if they didn't believe that it was possible for themselves right and so like how can we start to access and nurture those pieces Mm -hmm. um and then it's also based in like modern neuroscience just what works on a brain level to start to rewire these networks on how what we're wiring together with sex what we're wiring together with pleasure and Mm -hmm. orgasm and what's possible for us in terms of your like our affiliation with those concepts with those sensations um yeah what was that like in terms of brain wiring like what we associate what 
comes up, like how how it manifests or where it sort of lies in yeah. terms of our conception of ourselves mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah, totally. Cool. Yeah. So when you started to do the work, what shifted for you? <laughs> um, everything. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. It was like, man, it's, or woman. <laughs> it's so cool. I, I talk about it and I think I shared this with you earlier. Like it, it, when I connected to the authentic power of my own pleasure, my own body, my own orgasm, it was like, uh, I got plugged in. Right. It was like my pelvis got plugged into the rest of my body. And it was like, oh, oh, this is what we're supposed to be doing. This is what life looks like. This is how we can feel. Um, so it it kind of like anchored me into myself. Mm. And people that were kind of with me on the journey or witnessed me through that, like friends, they they would always say like, yeah, you feel different, but it doesn't feel like, oh, I'm different now. Hello. <laughs> it's more like, whoa, she's in herself and she's here. Like presence. Presence. Mm. Yeah. Like a grounding presence. Yeah. yeah. And then in terms of how that relates to your relationship, um, how did that shift that dynamic? Oh my gosh. Um, so my partner is very much on this path as well. So it was cool to be able to share all of this with him. Mm-hmm. But essentially for us, it opened up sex as a playground for healing. Oh. Rather than it has to look like this. It has to be, even that it has to be pleasurable. Mm-hmm. That it has to end in orgasm. That it has, And that orgasm has to feel or look like this. There were many 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 times and I still come back to this at times when we have sex but Mm -hmm. like anger or crying or screaming or you know like letting the fullness of my emotions out in that experience Mm -hmm. which is so amazing and that pleasure can be a part of that experience and that pleasure can activate that pleasure like when I feel kind of a wave of pleasure, which is life force energy, essentially, Mm -hmm. then it can hit into points of pain or grief or sorrow or sadness that are ready to move. Like it kind of creates space for those things to release. Yeah. So yeah, it, it was pretty normal that we would have, I would have, or both of us would have some sort of emotional release almost every time we were having sex Mm. in those first few months. And is that still happening? Um, it does on occasion, yeah. yeah, but not as much. Yeah, yeah. Because I found that, I mean, you're at your most vulnerable, you know, and intimate with somebody, and um, I've had I had that experience like after getting out of um, a tumultuous relationship last year, and then starting to have sex with a new partner. Um, yeah, when those emotions come up, because they do get triggered. It's so important, I feel like, to have be with somebody who can hold space for it because I felt at that moment that he really couldn't hold space Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. he couldn't necessarily hold space for his own emotions. And so it was like so triggering for both of us and so debilitating. Like, yeah, so yeah, it's so interesting. One particular experience I had was like my body totally like I couldn't I got 
paralyzed by mm. fear mm-hmm. and nothing was happening he wasn't doing anything you know it just got like so triggered that I couldn't even get out of it and I couldn't even speak or explain like I just kept saying I think like one thing over and over that didn't even make sense it was like completely talking to somebody else like not even him yeah, you know yeah. so he didn't understand what was going on but yeah it can be such a triggering experience um, so for people who are going through this transformation or are being guided by you um, or somebody else, are they, if they don't have a partner, do you help them experience it then on their own? Yeah. 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 Actually, the majority of women that I work with, I'd say don't have partners okay. or at least half of them don't. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I think my own discovery came through self-pleasure and so I really advocate for it. And it's a big part of my coaching okay. is, um, yeah, I, I create these like guided audio practices that are oh, based really? on pleasure for women to do in between our sessions. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, how cool. Yeah. So it really helps. Like I've had a lot of women say like, oh my gosh, I've never experienced my pleasure without watching porn. I've never experienced my pleasure without a vibrator. I've never experienced my pleasure without fantasizing about someone else doing something to me. So a lot of my intention with that is to, again, open up the possibility of what if you experience pleasure in just your own body with your own consciousness, your own sensations, your own breath. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And it switches something because it, then it's like, oh, this is mine. And it doesn't, I can use porn or I can use a vibrator. I can use all these things um, from an empowered place rather than something outside of me has to help my turn on or my orgasm or my right. pleasure. It has to fill me up as opposed to I'm already filled and now there. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. Yeah. So just, uh, in terms of like, what does a session look like? Like a first session with somebody? Um, the first session is always getting clear on the desire. Mm. So, What I love about this work, too, is we're working from desire. We're not working from what is lacking, what's wrong, what I'm working with a woman who's already whole and what is it she wants Mm -hmm. um, that she doesn't have. And that way, everything we're hitting up against is in relationship to that desire. Because as you know, as a woman who's done lots of work, like we could go, there could be many, many things that we, that could come up, that we could work on, that we could pull from. But what in relationship to this desire is specifically blocking you? Mm -hmm. So it's getting... And this is a desire in terms of something you want to accomplish in life or specifically sex related, anything? Anything. Okay. Yeah. A lot of the desires actually aren't explicitly about sex. Mm-hmm. Like some women, they come and they say, I have a really deep desire to have sexual intimacy with my partner or I want to experience an orgasm on my own. But a lot of women's desires reach more broadly. They're like, I want to learn how to trust myself. Mm-hmm. I want to feel connected to my creativity. I want to experience confidence. I want to know that I'm worthy of my dreams, mm-hmm. like things like that. Okay. And we work with sexuality as a way to plug into that trust, the confidence, the knowing. Right. Yeah. So is there a particular, like, do you... Mm, craft it based on somebody's desire what they're bringing up what to do or do you have sort of like a a regimen that you bring somebody through and then obviously is tailored as it goes to whatever comes up or you know questions that they have or focuses that that they want to work on 
Yeah, it's a little bit of both. I have, you know, tools in my back pocket that I like to use and I can try to predict someone's journey, but it always shifts, you know. Yeah. Um, But I most of the time um, I do do some work with either inner child or inner teen because that's a lot of times where those icky or toxic or you know, shitty belief systems get plugged in. Yeah. And for most people, our inner child or our inner teenager is the one that kind of comes forward in sexual situations. Right. Or just in life. Like that part of us usually kind of runs the show because that's the most wounded part that couldn't get what they needed. Yeah. Um, so we do a lot of work around that, like being able to parent yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and or even like talk. I, I went to a somatic healer for a little bit and um her big note in terms of like some stuff that I had coming on was like anytime I felt the inner child coming up or the desire or something like that to like speak to her directly to my little self and like you know if she wanted to run and scream and like go run around you know the block or just like (laughs) anywhere like the hallway or something like that or like if she wanted you know ice cream like give her ice cream and like let her be happy you know because it's like once it's not unrestful in that way you can kind of breathe and then move forward from a place of more groundedness instead of uh reactive yeah yeah totally Mm -hmm. yeah so you can love and hold the part of you that's fearful or thinks that sex is bad and and you can update her belief systems you can tell her that hey, I know that you learned this, but sex is actually this amazing thing. Mm-hmm. Your body is perfect the way it is. Like giving her a new narrative and being able to, yeah, love and hold her. You need to scream and cry right now. I will create a space where you can do that. Yeah. Um, that feels safe and is loving. And also if I need to set a boundary around that, I can. Right. I can do that for myself. Yeah. So that work is is usually always a part of what I do and really powerful. Um, I do a lot of work around being able to feel on an embodied level what worthiness or deservingness feels like inside Mm -hmm. in relation to either their sexual thriving or their goal specifically, um, which is really cool. Um, I work with breath work. I like being able to bring awareness and breath to places in your pelvis, essentially, that you know, can you ever say that you've like consciously connected to your cervix or your vaginal canal or (laughs) no? And it's like these places, if we, we put our breath and our awareness there, they start to open and thrive Mm. because a lot of women come to me and they don't have a lot of sensation or they're really shut down in their sexual area, their pelvis, their vulva, and there's a numbness. Mm. So we work with, with breath. We work with being able to breathe into that place and sound from it to be able to kind of release some trauma really gently from the body. Oh, I love that. Um, which is really cool. Cool. Um, we work with empowered truth. So what would you need to know was true in order to have this? Oh. And then we work and see where it's not connecting in the body. Okay. Through like somatic work Can you and give me work. an example of something that you would need to know is true? Yeah, so if my goal was to have multiple orgasms with my partner, mm-hmm. um, something that I might need to know is true is 
I will be loved and accepted no matter what. Mm. Or I'm safe in my pleasure. I'm safe in um, showing my vulnerability. Got it. Stuff like that. Okay. And then we kind of like start to input that truth into the body and see, you can, you'll see someone's body respond negatively to it. Mm. Like, "Mm, no, that's actually not true. Or we don't like that. Or we don't believe that. And then we can start to work with the pieces that are out of alignment with that truth. Oh, cool. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah. Um, I work with, gosh, sex magic, breast massage. What's sex magic? Sex magic is using sexual turn on to manifest. (laughs) I say sex magic and I explain what it is and every woman's eyes light up. (laughs) Just like yours did. (laughs) What? I can do that? (laughs) I like all of those words. (laughs) Yeah. Please elaborate. So a a big component that I think women miss out on in their sexuality is the energetic component. Mm -hmm. So physical pleasure is limited. Energetic capacity and pleasure is infinite. Mm -hmm. So you are touching yourself, turning yourself on, self-pleasuring, and then using the kind of turn-on that you'd normally feel in your clitoris, inside your vagina, and you're starting to move it through your body. So moving it up into your different chakra points, cycling it. And so it kind of creates this different quality when you move it. Yeah. And it, it helps also allow your body to have the experience of expanded pleasure a lot of times we don't know how to hold big amounts of pleasure yeah and so we're just like oh get it over with like I'm done orgasm go uh yeah off but this is like well what if we just give it space and let it build whoa and so um you do that with also like what do I desire you're thinking about what you desire and you're moving the energy you're self-pleasuring and you kind of move it through this circuit and um I love yeah, that it's really cool <laughs> we uh got the opportunity to talk to uh this person named Sandra who is a sex educator and mm-hmm. she works on um yeah like almost sex education for adults to increase pleasure and to have better sex essentially mm-hmm. and um a big conversation that we had, we didn't get very far in pleasure. We were like talking about pleasure. That was the idea. And then a lot of fear and emotion came up Mm. and stuff that I was talking about, particularly in internal orgasm, because I feel Mm. like external is very easy. Um, And so it's so interesting you say that because I do think like internally, there is something that feels so powerful about it and overwhelming like, it will just like explode the world, you know, <laughs> like it's too much. Yeah. It's just too much to handle um, or something, you know, catastrophic will happen or something mm-hmm. bad or and that it is in touch with so much of our inner turmoil and emotion and fear and that like that taps in so gravely to those like primal sort of things that. Yeah, yeah that's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. So what's cool about it and. I mean, you can try to experiment with this on your own, but Mm -hmm. if that sensation feels so overwhelming, so powerful, like so enormous that it is like causing fear, yeah, what happens if you breathe it Mm -hmm. and and let it radiate into other parts of your body? Right, so that it's not concentrated. Yeah. Yeah, and that also allows you to start to experience kind of orgasmic waves. Mm. like rather than just like a climax right you're experiencing orgasm in more of your body because really 
all of your cells have orgasmic potential. Like mm-hmm. I told this live story once where I talked about having my first heart orgasm. <laughs> like you can have orgasmic pleasure in multiple places what in your body. What does that mean a heart orgasm? It felt like my heart had an orgasm. <laughs> it was like the sensation in my pussy yeah. moved up into my heart space I opened to it and it was like my body was just like convulsing for and I was breathing with it for a, a few minutes wow and it felt just like this huge expansion of my heart of my chest of like this part of my being amazing yeah Ooh, I want that <laughs> Ooh. goals yes. um I have two two questions um first off so in terms of this work, so now you focus just to doing uh, women's sexual coaching. So in terms of your like life goals, like ha- has this translated for you in a big way in other aspects in ju- than just like, you know, sexual, like it, in terms of the magnitude mm-hmm. that you've talked about, has it also radiated for you? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So what came up when you were, I mean, like so many things (laughs) flooded my mind when you said that. Um, Yeah, but like doing this work, I realize how vital it is Mm -hmm. for women. And one of the things I hear over and over again is like, oh my God, I wish every woman could do this and every woman needs to do this. Because ultimately it's not just about pleasure, although that's a, a beautiful goal in and of itself and can be transformative. Like, I want women to make money. I want them to to create things in the world that are beautiful. I want women to be able to step up to help heal the earth and the environment and create social change. Like, that's really, like, I get emotional thinking about it because that's really what it's about. Like, if you can connect to your own body, your own pleasure, your own autonomy, mm-hmm. and have full agency of yourself, it's limitless. Right. Like, you can really do anything. And I think part of, I love the one-on-one work, but I'm, I'm feeling this pull to do a lot more groups. I'm going to do my first retreat this fall. Oh, yeah? Yeah, still putting together details. Amazing. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've done, biz- like it's turned into business coaching with right. women sometimes. Like how can they do the work that they want to do that feels aligned for them? Like that comes up sometimes in our sessions. Yeah. And yeah, like I I really feel like a lot of the problems of the world would be significantly diminished if women were connected to their sexuality in an authentic way. Absolutely. Yeah, I and this might be pointed, but I feel like men are afraid of that. <laughs> like there has been such oppression around women's sexuality because we all know it's so powerful. Yeah. Um yeah. So before I would love to plug, you know, uh, how people can get in contact with you um, and your upcoming women's uh, circle circle. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But I just as one follow up question, do you have any intention of continuing this work with men? Um, Is that a space that you're interested in exploring or um, do you want to just keep it with women? Because I uh, yeah. 
Um, right now, my passion is women, and I think the next step will be couples. Okay. Um, but if you are a man and, and listening to this and it's resonating with you, I have lots of amazing friends who do work specifically with men. Oh, great. In yeah. this sort of space. Mm-hmm. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, so you have your next women's circle on? Wednesday, the last Wednesday of the month, which I believe is the 24th. It's at my house in Highland Park. It's 7 to 10, $25. Um, We'll talk. We'll chat. It's a space where you can just come and be yourself and we'll do some embodiment and you can get to know me and some other fucking awesome women. Yeah. Um, And then I do have some spots open for coaching coming up. So if you're interested in one-on-one coaching, you can check out my website, WhitneyUllum.com or my Instagram at WhitneyUllum. Okay. And can you spell Ullum? U-L-L-O-M. Oh, amazing. Yes. Well, you've been an absolute delight. I've messed up that word. An absolute (laughs) delight. My brain is just not functioning. (laughs) I've so enjoyed this. My, like, there's so many things percolating about, like, how this work can work and even just where it's moving and shifting in me as well, like, Mm -hmm. what it's ignited. So thank you for sharing so beautifully and honestly and for being here with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. Woo. What a joy. Joy, joy, joy. Oh, my God. I hope you guys enjoyed that journey as much as I did. I just I just love her. It was, yeah, I, I loved it. It was great. Yeah, she's just such a beautiful human being. Um, Please check her out. Uh, we're going to, it, uh, the show notes will have her website and um, her social media. So if you are interested in working with her, if you are a male who would like to work with another man, um, she did say that she has recommendations. So please reach out. And as always, please subscribe, write us a review, um, rate us five stars on um, whatever you listen to us on iTunes Podbean and then um, yeah follow us on social media Instagram and Facebook at finding my yum podcast our email is finding my yum at gmail.com you're we, killing it we have I'm on a train I'm on a train um, we want more guests of all different kinds so please Send us your recommendations. If you want to come on and you've got a yum you want to talk about, we want to talk to you. Um, We love you. Yeah. Yeah. Ten. Is it too soon to say that? Deuces out. Bye.